Welcome to the Creating Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Your hosts, Amanda Kingsley and Tara Masilvine, team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Creating Wealth and Wellness podcast with Tara Misseldine and Amanda Kingsley. Um, we, I, I wish there was some kind of song, Amanda, that was actually associated with Thanksgiving because you know how much I love it. <laughs> and we're recording now just days away from my favorite holiday of the year, but I don't, is there something that's actually like, could I karaoke something having to do with Thanksgiving? I, can't, I feel like- <laughs> I'm going to look that up for you. I feel I like if there was, I would actually know it because I love <laughs> I love this time of year so much, but there, there isn't. Alas, I will not sing for all of you on this episode. Oh, we are going to be well, talking. <laughs> well, give well. us a Christmas jingle in the All right. So we, um, we're going to share with you our gratitudes to open the episode, but I also just wanted to give you the little teaser of what we're going to be talking about. As you can probably imagine, because of my like, weirdness around the holiday stuff. We're going to be talking today about the holiday season. We are recording this just a couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, Obviously hot on that trail is the Christmas and all of the uh, Yule time um, holidays. So before we talk about our peaceful and connected traditions around the holidays, Amanda, what's your gratitude today? Uh, my gratitude is holiday cards. I love, love, love getting cards in the mail, like mail, mail, not like an email or like, (laughs) I love opening holiday cards, especially when they're pictures and I save all of them in a box. Like I don't save all of them. I save all the ones that have family pictures or any pictures Mm -hmm. um, in a box. And I look through them every year and and so I send a lot of holiday cards too. And so my biggest gratitude is for Shutterfly. I love the Shutterfly holiday cards. And they have a they have a like side business called Tiny Prints. It's all it's all the same company, but they're so beautiful and so easy. And just like I know that when I hit order on a Shutterfly holiday card it's just gonna like send all this like yummy love <laughs> all three <laughs> of my cards the last three years have gold in them which like uh, i love very I mean, very star kingsley yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my gratitude if you um if you need a coupon code i always get them so cool well, yeah, if, if anybody needs a Shutterfly coupon code, you know, Shutterfly actually, I think is sort of becoming like this huge aggregator for everything that has to do with like pictures and everything online. There was this cool company that I signed up for a couple of years ago called Groovebook. Did you ever hear about that? Mm, uh, there was a bunch of those book companies where they print like all your pictures into a little book. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not, it's simpler than that. They would take a hundred pictures from your cell phone and you upload them into the app and then it prints you an actual book of like four by six yeah out pictures yes yeah. um, and that was amazing when aria was like really little because i was taking so many pictures and it was like right. 2.99 a month but anyway shutterfly bought them out and they're still great but and okay moving on to my gratitude it is for homemade bread mm. because i i have like this personal development ritual around sourdough like homemade <laughs> sourdough bread with a sourdough starter that i started myself and i've been nurturing it now for like I don't know, a year and a half or two years. 
And um, last night I made for the first time ever soft breadsticks to go with homemade clam chowder. And they were like to die for. I can still now I'm just thinking about them and how wonderful they were. So my gratitude is for homemade bread, which I will be doing a lot of this week because it's Thanksgiving week. (laughs) <laughs> my brother and sister-in-law like Matt remember when that New York's time New York Times bread recipe came out that has the super hard crust and it's gooey on the inside and you make oh. it in like a Dutch oven that's how oh. I make my sourdough yeah okay. in my cast iron they, Dutch oven they mastered this bread and I just mm. like I, I I actually eat it and I think I'm not even gonna bother making bread because they're so good at it <laughs> never <laughs> I would definitely try to make <laughs> That's just my personality. (laughs) Yes. So there you go. Homemade. There's nothing quite like warm homemade bread. Mm. Nothing quite like it. All right. Amanda, we're talking about the holidays. Peaceful holidays. Peaceful. Yeah. And I want to add the word connected too, because Mm -hmm. it can be peaceful because you don't talk to anybody or it can be peaceful (laughs) because you're integrating well. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, just to sort of open this conversation and why this why this, why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, I have very mixed memories of holidays when I was a kid and I remember them feeling like they were supposed to be something amazing and magical and always sensing so much stress around me. You know, like everybody's quote unquote nice during the holidays, except that they're not. (laughs) And you know, it's supposed to be about family, except your parents are staying up until like the wee hours of the morning, the night before Christmas, and then they're exhausted and like they have a tiredness hangover on actual Christmas and don't want to get out of bed. So I have such mixed, like, you know, inconsistent memories around hmm. around them all when I was a kid. And it's just really interesting as an adult to like see, you know, how how it actually is from the other side. You're like, yeah, we've, cro- we've crossed the veil of childhood now and we are mothers and now we have children and what experience are they going to have? So I think that's like a little, a little topic that I want to dive into with you during this conversation today. I'm having this like, I feel like I say this a lot on these podcasts, but it's kind of how my brain works. I get these like downloads of say this, say this, <laughs> but Good. I'm having this like aha moment myself that I've never really thought about as you're talking, which is that there's this weird thing where that holiday stress, that frantic, like get the house in order and the mm-hmm. stay up late and then do this and did they do that? Like, I'm having this moment where that is really just an expression of love. Like it looks mm. stress and it feels like stress, but in many ways, it's just an expression of love. Like it, the people who are in general freaking out about holiday stress are doing so because they have so much desire for it to be lovely, so much desire for it to feel good, like so much desire for it to fall into place the way they want it to. And so like, what if we could just sort of reframe that when we see it as an outsider to go like, wow, this person loves this holiday and this task so much that it's coming out as this expression of stress, but really it's just like chaotically bottled up love. (laughs) I love that. And I do think that it's, I think that that's true in many cases. I think there there are also, based on like my Facebook feed from last year, there's also places where 
it would be very powerful for these, you know, mostly moms, because I, that's who I resonate with and who I spend the most time with. There's also a place where we could reevaluate how we're showing up in these holidays, (laughs) because maybe all of those things aren't actually necessary when they're literally making you post stuff like FML, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so maybe maybe that's true in lots and lots and lots of these instances. And I think there's also some other points where, you know, I I think that we lose a measure of kindness toward ourselves, Mm. trying to turn it into something that we envision. I was, when you were talking, I was thinking back to my mom being really stressed out before the holidays and, Mm -hmm. and it was never anything, but like, she just wanted it to, to be special. Totally. And mine, mine was exactly the same. Exactly. And at the same time, you know, I would have been happy with a lot less than what we even got. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember wishing that, you know, it wasn't that it was more about the connection and spending time together than it was about, you know, the stress around what is being like, you know, put under the tree and, um, you know, that, that, that love motivated giving it didn't even have to be as big as the connection when I was a kid. And I think it's really easy to like lose, lose sight of that. Um, you know, that I remember one of my friends last year that her, her child had like this one thing that he wanted and it was like this, you know, it was a, it was a pretty substantial gift. And she tried so hard to get this thing for him and couldn't because it was like sold out everywhere. It was on back order. It was like, it was impossible to get this thing. And she was just like devastated. And quite quite honestly, like we were talking weeks later and I'm like, so how did, you know, like, how did that work out? Because the the last conversation I had with her prior to the holiday was like, oh, I haven't been able to get this. He's never going to forgive me. And like, she was so, so devastated and thought that her holiday was like totally ruined because, you know, she couldn't get this one big wish list thing. Um, And a couple weeks later, she's like, no, it was, it was like totally no big deal. He didn't even mention anything about it. Like there was just. There was not, it wasn't about that for him, but it was for her for so much of leading up into that holiday. And, um, and I guess that that's part of what we're talking about here. Like, um, yes, there are amazing traditions and yes, there are wonderful things that you can do, but it's really a mindset of, you know, if you, if you are here with the intentions of what these holidays are supposed to mean, these, this connection, this family first um, that this, it is, whatever you do, it is an expression of love. That's the intention. And if that's the case, then there's really no way to do it wrong, right? So we grant ourselves the peace around this stuff. Yeah, and I think the best way in terms of like those of us who are parents and, and enjoying the holidays with our kids and creating memories and spending time together anything in life really is about modeling, right? So in the example of my kid really wants this gift that, that is hard to get or impossible to get. Unfortunately, I've never had any, I have three kids and none of them have ever had that like hot new toy desire. Thank God. Um, (laughs) but, um, But, and I don't know, I, I don't know how she handled it, but I think in a lot of ways, like, the way you handle it is what's being modeled down to your kids. So Mm -hmm. you can model that as like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is so important. I have to get this for you. And I'm going to create all this stress in my life around getting this to you. Or you can 
just take a chill pill and relax and like show your kid that like that's a really cool thing maybe it will come into our lives maybe it won't if it's meant to be it will and maybe something cool maybe something even better will come into our lives so the holidays in particular are such an opportunity to model what Mm -hmm. we want it to be like and that and that's a going back to like the whole stressful prep thing um I do think about that a lot and, and it has changed. Like I want to model that for my kids for it not to feel so stressful. And so I can interpret it as a receiver of being around the stress. Like, okay, that's just an expression of love. But then I can also choose to not be that for my own, you know, my own experiences and really just model what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, so what do you want your holiday season to be, Amanda? <laughs> I mean, the first word that comes to mind is just magic, like magic and light. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, good. It's just like, I think another thing I try and do around the holidays is to take like a 30, I mean, I don't know why it's this number people often pick, but a many thousand, say 30,000 foot perspective of what you want it to look like. So instead of being wrapped up in a moment of it or a piece of it or um, a task of it, to just step back and take like a, a 30,000 foot look at what you want it to look like, what you want it to be remembered as. And for me, when I do that, I just see light and, and magic and surprises and, you know, and love. And so I think it's always important when you're wrapped up in holiday chaos to just step back and look at it from a much different perspective. Um, which will bring stir up all kinds of feelings, hopefully, of gratitude. And it's like kind of a reality check, right? Like, <laughs> I might be super stressed about this have to buy toy or this recipe that keeps failing or <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but if you take a bigger perspective and look back on it, you realize you most likely people who are listening here have so much to be grateful for. And, and there already is a lot of light. You're maybe just not seeing and celebrating it. So it's an opportunity to just see and celebrate all the light and magic in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and it, I think that there's a magical thing about having these experiences in the moment as well. You know, like a mindfulness around the magic. Uh, Cause it, it just sort of popped into my head that, the other thing that I saw, because actually my family doesn't, you know, my immediate family doesn't celebrate Christmas. Um, so we don't actually, you know, we participate in a lot of the sort of festivities and the magic with the rest of the extended family that does. Um, so we definitely get to like participate in a little bit, but we don't have, you know, we don't have an actual v- event for Christmas in my home. Um, so I do get to have a little bit of an observer experience of like sort of the quote unquote, I'm doing rabbit ears, like the typical, the typical Christmas. Um, We definitely have some uh, family traditions around, you know, recognizing, you know, the beauty of nature and the winter. And I'm actually born on the solstice. So it's just a couple days before Christmas. And so it's really thinking about, um, you know, the mindfulness around like the seasons shifting and the increase in, you know, like darkness and that, my my daughter is obsessed with the moon she has been since she was like born it was like one of her first words um so we have a lot of 
um, recognizing of like the natural seasons and that we're holed up in the house with the fire going and um, you know, like a lot of that. But we have this cool uh, observing function around the holidays, which was really fun for her last year. But one thing that I noticed in all of this observation is how much time people spend on like the performance of the holiday, like for social media. And it makes us think back to like our comparison episode. Um, and, and I wonder if, you know, if there's something that gets lost when you're worrying about comparing like what's underneath your tree to all of the pictures of what people are posting to what's under their tree. And, you know, that there was so much social media activity on the day of Christmas. I'm like, when do they have time to do all of this um, So it was just really, really interesting that the the lack of comparison that I had to any of that actually offered me so much peace. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if, if someone is listening who did feel a huge amount of that like stress around comparison last year, do an experiment this year and see what it's like to enjoy more of it with just your loved ones and yourself and the moment, um, you know, just as a, as an experiment. I grew up, my mom worked in the, in the schools. And so I, I don't remember when I asked her this, or maybe I was a teenager. It might not have been until I was an adult, but I, it's always stuck with me. Um, I remember asking her when the kids come back to school, how does it work? Like one kid got a brand new skis and an iPod for, from Santa or for Christmas. Right. And one kid got like new sneakers and underwear, like if they were lucky and one kid maybe got nothing. Right. But I, I remember asking her that and thinking like it was so sad. And her answer was they don't. They don't compare. And it blew my mind that the kids weren't coming back to school comparing who got what. Mm. And she said, you know, every once in a while something comes up. But in general, the kids aren't comparing. It's the adults that are comparing. Yes. And I was like, whoa, it's really us that are freaking freaking out about wanting it to feel equal or fair. Or did I do what the neighbors did? Or do I do Mm -hmm. what the cousins did? Because we're measuring our our gifts of of love. Yeah, the kids are just in the moment. They're just they're so present in the moment that they don't do that. Like they don't do the comparison thing. And it and again, it's just it was just her perspective from teaching the Mm -hmm. schools for many, many, many years. So of course it happens sometimes. And there's probably people listening who are like, oh no, 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 I remember. But in general, I, I thought that was so comforting. To Definitely. Like there, like, that pretty much sums up cool. the whole episode. That like sums it up. What can we do for ourselves to enjoy the holidays more the way that children do? Yeah. With, like such <laughs> gratitude and such like just enjoying that magic. Oh, there's our timer. Um, and, you know, just how do we experience these holidays more like our children do? Yeah. And what, what kind of peace and magic would that bring to each of our lives? That's Yeah, that's awesome. they're really good at it. <laughs> yeah, so like um, and, 
anytime that we have a holiday that um, has something to do with like gift giving, I heard this really cool rhyme a few years ago and I was like, oh my God, that resonates so much. So I want to just offer it as a gift to whoever thinks it's awesome. Um, anytime that you have a holiday that is about gifts, then you can use this rhyme. You offer something to wear, something to read, something you want and something you need. I love that. And like, that's all that it, that, that encompasses everything. And I, I totally love that. I love that too. I remember, I didn't hear that until just a couple of years ago. It, it wasn't, and it just stuck with me so much. I, yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So let's wrap up with our, um, our asks of the day. Ask. Okay. Well, I will ask for the wisdom to stay grounded and focus on the magic in the mm. holiday season. Lovely. Interesting that I'm asking to stay grounded, but I'm also suggesting the 30,000 foot perspective, which is okay. <laughs> some really long legs there, Amanda. <laughs> it's very grounding. Grounding is energy. <laughs> Nothing to do with the view. <laughs> All right, that's okay, awesome. how about you? Let's see. Um, my ask is that I gift myself some visioning time before the end of the year during all of this, um, you know, activity and thinking about other people that I really, I really love the gift of giving myself some time for visioning. I'm such a future focused person. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't always give myself that dedicated time and I'm going to ask myself to plan that in, in the next couple of weeks to give myself just a day you know, yeah. full day. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I've got a lot of visioning to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I actually used to think about that once January hit. I was like, this is too late. Right. I know. Now, the whole month of December yeah. is like the visioning and goal setting month. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. we're very close. Cool. We're very close. I know. I know. All I right. Day for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm asking and I feel like it will be granted. This is the season of giving, right? <laughs> All right. Till next time, Amanda. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you haven't already done so, please do us the honor of leaving a rating and review on iTunes and check in with us on social. Amanda Kingsley is a work from home mother of three. Her mission is to free parents from financial stress so they can spend more time being present with their children. Learn more at her website, thewhyhive.com. Tara Masildine is a passionate entrepreneur, founding several businesses over the last 15 years. She's currently living the adventure of being a CEO, mom, and collaborative coach. Find her at allin.life.